What's going on, Irregulars? It's your boy, Bobby. And Sarah here. Uh, this It only took two takes to get the intro <laughs> done this time. Because last time, I started it off, as you guys know, and she interrupted me. And then this time, I started it off, and then she just stared at me for probably eight seconds. And I was like, are you, are you going to say anything? Well, like, I just didn't want to fuck it up. So <laughs> I was like, is he done talking? Like, do I say something? <laughs> I didn't want to get yelled at, dude. Oh, one one day we're just gonna get it one shot, and then I think I'm gonna have to like pause recording and be like, "Holy shit, we did it! We it's fucking did it!" It's gonna be the best it. day of my life. Yeah, you're we actually gonna the... be proud of me or something. <laughs> we just close the fucking laptop. Don't even record the rest of the episode. Yeah. We're just like, "All right, we're fucking out of here. We're yeah. done. We're done. For retired. Today. Yeah, retired." <laughs> but um, speaking of tired, how was your weekend? Uh, it was pretty crazy. I went to a Halloween party. And I don't know, Halloween's so big out here, which is crazy. Everyone's like, oh, Halloween's my my favorite holiday. And in California, yeah, we celebrate Halloween. We do trick-or-treating. We go to, like, Halloween parties in high school or whatever. Out here, I feel like even when you're in your 20s and 30s, you're still going to Halloween parties. So, I mean, I'm 29, and I was invited to a Halloween party where, you know, you dress up like a little slut and, whatever, and whatnot. Yeah. And so I went dressed like a schoolgirl got a little hammered Typical. and it was a good time yeah met some new friends well not quite friends i still only have three friends <laughs> including my boyfriend true. but yeah i met some new people it was a good time yeah that's good you got um, all fucking banged up yeah dressed yeah. like a hoe i mean what what kind what kind of what, what better weekend do you want? yeah, yeah. Right, seriously my boyfriend appreciated it so i'm I'm sure he did. Yeah. Lucky guy, huh? And then today, I don't know what happened. I was at work, and I my stomach is just not feeling great. I've just been having the Hershey squirts all day. <laughs> <laughs> the Hershey squirts, huh? Jesus yeah. Christ. We weren't actually going to record today. Yeah, well, said, of course. She always likes to fucking pull some shit at the last minute every time. Every time we go to record or do something with the podcast, I'm like, all right, we still good for today? Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then it's like an hour before. Actually, I have this or this and blah, blah, blah. Today, it was, I actually might shit my pants. And I'm like, well, we can like pause and you can go do your business. And she's like, no, you don't understand. But I guess. here I am. I have terrible IBS. So I just <sighs> shit a lot regardless. Um, yeah. Anal is not my friend. Oh my <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh my god, my parents are gonna be like, "What the fuck?" I know. It's but, gonna be good though. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know. Today was just horrible, and I feel like you're really exaggerating me canceling on the podcast all the time. Mm, you cancel a lot. It's always like last no. minute though. It's always like, "Can we push it back?" And I'm like, <sighs> "Yeah," but then I show up today early, and you say, "Oh, I need a few minutes." You change knowing the plans. But knowing that I don't feel good, you say, I need five minutes so you can watch South Park. Yeah, it was the pandemic episode. It's fucking hilarious. But have you seen it before? No, I haven't. That's um, why I wanted five minutes for you readjusting the plants. I wanted five minutes. She couldn't even give it to me. She fucking bitched and complained and we yelled at each other and then came downstairs and, and then, then joked around about other stuff. Uh, what did we joke around about, Sarah? About your sweatpants. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was the first thing she got. Yeah. I can see your dick. Because like, I have gray sweatpants on. It's the best season of the year. Yeah, for you. I don't fucking give a shit. 
<laughs> yeah, literally, we were arguing upstairs. We come downstairs. He walks past me. <laughs> nice pants. I can see your, your dick. And I was just like, really? This is how we're going to start today? We're screaming at each other. Well, and then, you know, you commenting on my unit. <laughs> I really haven't sexually harassed you in a while. So it was long overdue. This is true, which I'm not totally complaining about. But, but it's a little weird. It's yeah. Refreshing. You okay? Refreshing. You feeling okay? Oh, yeah. obviously you're not. You're shitting your brains out. So. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so what's going on with you? Nothing. Uh, big weekend. I had the weekend off from work actually, which was pretty cool. So I got to do some things that I normally don't do. Um, and uh, at least for on a Saturday and Sunday. And uh, just went to a housewarming party. Had some fun there. Um, watch this like forty year old guy like peg uh sit like beanbags at like nine-year-old kids and calling them motherfuckers um it was so funny the dude was wasted guy was a character and then uh and then went to a halloween party as well afterwards not the same one as slutty sarah um <laughs> fuck you <laughs> but we uh i went to a different one and then that night got a text from my sister and she was just like hey heading to the hospital giving birth my first nephew uh shout out to my sister and uh, I, we'll include Zach. It's a 50, Zach's 50. amazing, yeah. Yeah, it was 50-50. Uh, 50-50 effort. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'd so. say like a 60-40. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, okay. Like we'll give 75, you. maybe. Okay, maybe 75-25. Your but... sister might not be happy if we <laughs> have to need to push that thing out. <laughs> well, I had said something to her the other day, and I was like, yo, please make sure like he doesn't come out today. And she's like, well, if he wants to come out, like he's coming out. I was like, you better cross your fucking legs. And she texts me back and she goes, yeah, I should have done that nine months ago. <laughs> and I was like, oh, damn, that was actually really good. Yeah, I mean, good. I laid it up for her, but I was proud that she followed through. You know, it's like uh, the alley-oop dunk, you know what I mean? So yeah. I did that. But uh, yeah, so I got my nephew. He's healthy and coming home soon. And it's going to be cool watching him grow up along with the... Uh, little little monster that they already have now so that's awesome i know i'm pretty pumped he's really cute he looks exactly like my niece when she was first born oh really identical identical i'm actually just kind of i'm pretty pissed at him already though you know he's only like a couple hours old oh you're Um, pissed at the baby yeah Dude, he's got more fucking hair than I do already. And he's like hours <laughs> old. I'm fucking he 29. He does have a really nice head of hair. I will say that. Yeah, what the fuck? I'm, I was pretty pissed. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, dude, you're really fucking up Uncle Bobby style. But like, also your brother-in-law has nice hair. He does. He has a full head. So. Motherfucker. Yeah. It just is you. Yeah. Anyways. Dude. So I got a lot of feedback um, from the past few episodes. They say that... Oh, yeah, we did. (laughs) Yeah, we did. (laughs) Um, People have said that you call me toxic a lot in pretty much every episode. It's because you are. Um, Do you disagree? Do you think you're toxic? I'd say that I have a tendency of toxicity that is breaking. Did you guys notice the long pause? (laughs) If you have to think about it, it means you're probably toxic. Because if you ask, go ahead, ask me. Are you toxic? No. (laughs) It's fucking simple. It was that simple. No, I'm not. But I also, you know, I analyze things. I'm not just going to say what comes to my mind first. So I'd say that in the past, I was a toxic person and I've grown. 
I mean, in I think we, a lot of ways. I would hope that we've all, you know, grown and learned from the past and all that other shit. I definitely think at some point, points in my life and in past relationships, whether they're romantical or friendships or um, uh, family relationships, um, I could have acted a lot better and whatnot. But, you know, when you're a fucking kid, you're a fucking kid and you make dumb decisions. You know what I mean? Well, I guess I was a kid until I was like 27. <laughs> probably up until like last week, to be honest. <laughs> like, like, I was probably a dumb kid until, you know, I don't know, October 3rd or something. You know, when did you and uh, your boy start dating? You know, right around there. Actually, no, fuck that. In the beginning, it was toxic too. Like, <laughs> What am I talking about? Honestly, it was probably toxic earlier today when I was sending him text messages just to argue. Yeah, you yeah. See, that's what I'm talking about. Like, <laughs> I've never done that in my life, but you fucking Text messages me. are like my worst enemy and I have no control over it. I mean, I my whole thing is I just need to put my phone away and not be on it when I'm not around my significant other or I just need to not text my boyfriend this boyfriend past boyfriends anything because I in text messages I just like pick fights when I'm not with them so I'll just say stupid shit well I feel like in your defense too like um you know one of my previous relationships um the most toxic one I've had I remember like talking to my dad about like some of the problems and stuff that we had and he was like well you know, how do you guys talk a lot? Like, you know, outside of hanging out, like actually being with each other, you know, how do you guys speak? And I was like, uh, what do you mean? Like we text all day and blah, blah. He goes, there's your first fucking problem. He's like, you got to cut that shit out. And I actually hate texting. I understand it's like a necessary evil, but I fucking cannot stand it. I, I think because it just creates a toxic environment because you can say something that gets totally read the wrong way or you say it, you know, the way you put it, and they take it as uh, like an attack or they take it as like a negative uh, connotation. And it's like, no, no, no. I'm just saying like, mm-hmm. no, I don't want to do that or something. You know what I mean? But it's read totally wrong. And then, and then that just sets the tone for the fucking rest of the day or the rest of the night. And then it's like, Jesus Christ. And then you spend the rest of the day texting, trying to figure out what the fuck went wrong. And usually what happens when you figure it out it's when you meet up and talk in person you can see the conviction and emotion that you didn't mean what you said and blah 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 and then 10 minutes later you're fine when like it's hours of texting and then and then like literally 10 minutes can fix everything exactly so i fucking think i mean tech so in your defense i do think you're crazy we all know that (laughs) okay but in your defense texting is it, it doesn't – it fuels that fire so much. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not a huge texter either. Um, I am actually a really horrible texter, especially, you know, when I talk to people off of dating apps or even, like, friends. I don't text back really, and so – I'd rather text, like, a little bit in the morning if it's, like, with a significant other or something like that. I'd rather text a little bit in the morning, say what's up. How's things going? What's your plans? Blah, blah, blah. Then fucking go MIA. And then I'd rather like call you on my way home from work and then just talk on the phone for a half hour or something like that or whatever. Plus texting so much and being in communication all day creates such codependency. Yeah. Which is not healthy. Yeah. I I feel like... We need space. We need some independence. I do agree. I definitely do agree with that. That probably has been a downfall of mine because, like, I hate when people don't text me back. Fucking cannot stand it because it's, like, so simple to just be like, yo, I'm busy. 
Mm-hmm. And then you're like, okay, cool, I understand. But I hate when you're like having a full blown conversation and all of a sudden that person just fucking goes MIA and you're like, what the hell, you know? So like I've always made it a point to text back. Um, but yeah, maybe that's something I should probably just fucking dial back on and just like get rid of. Well, one thing that I do is if I'm going to be busy for a while, which I also appreciate other people doing is I'll say, hey, work's going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. I'll text you during my lunch break or I'll text you in a few hours when I'm off yeah. just so like they know I'm not ignoring them and being a complete dick. Mm-hmm. Um, Even though you probably, probably are. are. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> that's one thing that I'll do. And I just think that having some respect like that is yeah that's not I toxic would, of you which is weird i back in the day i'm i was you know a little bit more spiteful Give me an or had more toxic relationships um one example was um probably my longest relationship which was three years i think i was it was between ages of like 20 to 23 um that's he, a tough time to begin with because you're turning 21, which is like yeah. a full-fledged shit show. For I, I, You could be a goody little two-shoes, but the second you turn 21... Well, usually, and he didn't want me to drink. Uh, okay, so this was a really toxic relationship. So he lost his virginity to me, ooh. and I ended up getting pregnant ooh. when he lost his virginity. Hold on, let me get my fucking popcorn <laughs> real quick. This just got fucking weird. <laughs> So I had literally just gotten out of another relationship. I had this thing where every September I'd get into a new relationship. Like I'd break up with someone in September. A week later, I'd start dating someone new. On Very, purpose? It just happened it that just way. Yeah. Ironic, you know, yeah. Okay. yeah. Ironic and toxic. So um, I would never really process the relationship before that. So I met this guy and he lost his virginity to me and I got pregnant. And On the first try? Yes. Wait. So you guys went to go bang one time. Mm-hmm. And that time was the golden ticket. The mm-hmm. fucking Willy Wonka. Yeah. Holy shit. Poor guy. That's like literally, that's like what they teach in health class. Of like <laughs> yeah. to instill fear of having unprotected sex. Right. And he was really religious too. He's like the poster child of that. So he wow. was religious too. So that really, you know, fucked him up. Oh my and so um, I ended up getting an abortion, which was not a great experience, but also, you know, since he was a religious guy, um, that was even harder. Mm-hmm. And so I stayed with him for three years kind of because of that, kind of because of the guiltiness that I felt. And he became pretty emotionally codependent and abusive. I couldn't even, like, I would be at a restaurant with him and I would, you know, order my food from our waiter and he'd say, oh, your tone was flirty or why'd you look at him? You're not allowed to order your own food. He'd want to be in contact 24-7. He wouldn't let me, like, hang out with my friends. And he was, you know, pretty abusive. But I was, like, so scared that... And I felt so bad that I just kind of stayed, which is also my fault for just sticking around. But but when you're when your mind's being so manipulated like that, yeah, I mean, what do you what do you do? Like, how else are you supposed to feel? You know what I mean? That's yeah. kind of a, a scary situation, especially you know, not to sound sexist, but for a female, you know, what I mean, it's yeah. a lot different when you know it's a you know, a uh, heterosexual relationship and the, the male is a, a little bit more mentally and emotionally um, abusive in that sense. And they can 
you can constantly have that pressure on you. That's got to be no guy is ever going to really know what that feels like. Yeah. And he always wanted to look through my phone. He never trusted me. He always was bringing up past stuff from like before our relationship. And so uh, these things that he would do with me, I started doing in relationships down the line like later on yeah yeah because I you know I had dealt with it for three years so I thought okay is this normal and that's like a young time of, in my life that's 20 a, you know that young 20s is like a really weird growing it's a period. weird time like if you think about I when I think of myself when I was 20 compared to 23 I'm like holy shit totally different person and then mm-hmm. 23 to how I am now vastly different mm-hmm. and it's like but that that 20 to 23 range too is like a really weird growing period for, you know, relationships and Mm -hmm. becoming an adult and all that other shit, you know? And it was only my, yeah, it was my first longer relationship. So I thought that that's how maybe relationships were supposed to be. Like Mm -hmm. I was supposed to be more submissive, not, you know, not not just in the sheets like I like, but like actually outside in in day-to-day life. I remember also once my dog who was my heart and soul, I used to bring him, you know, to work with me and everything. He passed away and my boyfriend was at my house and I came home after putting him down and I was crying and um, he had gotten off like a 12 hour overnight shift and he was sleeping and I accidentally woke him up from my crying and he's like, he started yelling at me saying that, I woke him up and like, how dare I? And then I was like such a bitch. And I was like, my dog just died. Like, I'm sorry for crying. And I, and like, I generally, it, or it genuinely, sorry. <laughs> I was like, what am I saying? It genuinely made me feel like shit. But yeah. finally, like a few months later, I just had had enough and I broke up with him one day and he didn't see it coming. And I was just was like, fuck this. And then a week later, I started dating my boss. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> In September. Of course, of course. I mean, so what what do you think like set that light bulb off in your head like I got to get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? Like this just is not good. My eyes started awakening um to visions I wanted for my future and um seeing the potential that I had. I was studying biology at the time and I wanted to be a doctor. Um, a trauma surgeon. So I was pretty focused on that. And I started seeing how much he was holding me back and how his words were affecting my ability to see the greatness in myself. And so I realized, you know, it is up to me to take myself out of this equation. And so I did. It just one day he came over and I said, I can't do this. And he's like, are you serious? And he's like, if I leave right now, you'll never hear from me again. And then that was that. And then I brought all that toxicity into my next relationship. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And it's funny you say that, too, because I'm victim of doing that as well, too, where, you know, not so much of, like, act my actions, but more of, like, my thought process. So, you know, from previously, uh, you know, being in a toxic relationship with, you know, one of my previous girlfriends, um, going into another girl that I, I was seeing and whatnot, um some things like went down and like she wasn't being shady at all or anything but like it just kind of like triggered like this this thing in my mind and i'm like well that's what my ex used to do when she would cheat on me 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, fuck. And then my mind just boom, 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 starts running. And I'm like, you know, why, though? I shouldn't be thinking like this. She fucking gave me no reason to think that she was doing things with other people. But I carried that same toxicity from a previous relationship into there, that mental state and that, that, that way of thinking that this is when this happens, that's, that's the result when that's not always true. It just happened, happened fucking, you know, with one other person, you know, and I, I feel like it's hard to break that mental habit from getting fucked over, you know, from before and not doing that to somebody else. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I actually got this piece of advice one time. It was, it was from my brother-in-law actually. Um, you know, cause my sister, she struggled a little bit with dating. I mean, as everybody does, you know, whatnot and some toxic relationships and everything. I feel like everyone goes through that to some degree. And I remember one time that it was way earlier in the relationship, like before they even got, um, engaged and all that shit. And he was like, uh, I was, I think I was going to the gym with him one time and we were talking about it and he was like, I told your sister this, he goes, stop making me pay for everybody else's mistakes. Hmm. And I was like, damn, that's pretty powerful. Like, and I don't even think he realizes like that, that I one even remember that too, like how powerful that statement actually is because it's true. You know, I shouldn't like I, any girl that I start seeing now or in the future or whatever, I shouldn't treat them or, or punish them for the mistakes that the toxic relationships I've had in the past you know, what they did to me. That's not fair to them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's something I think that everybody should learn to take forward with them. Yeah. And I think it's something that we have to be very mindful of. Um, after I'd say my last most toxic relationship, I know I mentioned it in the cheating episode. I had taken a year and a half off of sex and dating after probably one of my most toxic relationships. He started stalking me. Um, He was, yeah, very toxic. And so I took a year and a half off of sex and dating because I had back-to-back-to-back relationships. I did not give myself any time to process any of those breakups, what happened in those relationships, nothing. So I would just bring all of that baggage into the next relationship. And so snowballed. And it was awful. Mm -hmm. Every relationship got worse and worse. And I got worse with myself. I mean, eventually I became a drug addict. <laughs> so There it is, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you want to do drugs? Get in toxic relationships. That's step one. That's your gateway. It's no longer Weed is no longer a gateway drug. You know what is a gateway drug? Toxic relationships. Go find that piece of shit at the bar and start dating him. And Go, then you'll be using heroin yeah, in the bathroom. And then before you know it, you're doing fucking lines of blow off of someone's asshole. You know? <laughs> yeah, so... Um, I thought that taking that or I decided to do that so that I would have that time to process and also find inner happiness and love for myself outside of men. And um, in that process, I actually really did get to know myself. I started to find inner love. But I think that it's still something I mindfully have to be aware of and choose not to do bring up those past relationships. Because even today, I will start, you know, start overthinking in my mind little tiny things that happen during yeah. the day and then correlating it back to those past relationships when it has nothing to do with that. Yeah. And I feel like that's one thing I have gotten a lot better at over um, the last couple of years is thinking, I mean, 
let's be honest, a lot of our podcast is not thinking before we speak. And going <laughs> like, oh, fuck, we said that on fucking this podcast. Jesus Christ. Um, we got to edit that out. No, um, but I, I do feel like like in real life, I think a little bit more before I speak, especially when it comes to romantical relationships. As in the past, I would just boom, first thing that came off my head, you know, right there. Um, and kind of assessing the situation. I am an overthinker to begin with, like just about any situation just in general. Um, so I try not to over, I try my best not to overthink about every my minute detail and stuff. But like I said, it's kind of hard not to carry that same, um, you know, uh, I, I literally call it PTSD, you know, from mm-hmm. like past relationships over in. And, um, but I kind of just think before, you know, and the way I handled, um, you know, that was, I just, I'll even just tell, especially, you know, like I said, if it's a romantic relationship, I'll just tell them like, yeah, I'm, I'm not feeling too good right now. Like I'll text you when I'm feeling better. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And just give myself like a half hour to like, to give myself that time to overthink and think of the worst and all that other shit. And then be like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, why are you, why are you thinking this way and, and stuff? And I do will, or sorry, I will like to comment on, yeah, you have to have that confidence in yourself before anything. I think that's one of the most important things. And that's one thing I think that I lacked from previous, uh, toxic relationships that I've had where, a lot of my lack of confidence came from passive aggressive behavior and like, you know, just things like, Oh yeah, you can go do this, you know, but that's going to upset, you know, I'll be upset. And it's just like, well, so then I can't, you know, I can't, you don't want me to do this. And it's like, well, no, you can. It's like, but then arguments going to come out of it. And yeah. So it's like, so all right, do you want to argue? It's basically like, do you want to argue right now? Or do you want to argue later? You know what I mean? Like you got, let's fucking pick one. And that is one thing that I can't stand. And I try to, and I, I try not to do it myself at all. I don't think I do. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit more upfront and honest, but that was one thing that I struggled with in my past because that's, that's all it was all the fucking time was mm. just passive aggressive comments like that. And I'm, and it was great for her because she knew it just got right under my skin every time. And I, but I fed into it though. So I guess I can't blame her. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's a, it's a shit move. I'm not saying you should do this, but do you blame her? If, if, if she knows that it's just going to work. If she know, Yeah. It's just, they say it all the time, you know, when it comes to uh, like offensive strategies in football, fucking keep doing, don't fix what's not broken. Mm-hmm. If it's run the same, if you're picking up 12 yards of play on that same play, do it until you don't pick up 12 yards. Although you know it I mean? obviously didn't work because you're not together anymore. Exactly. Well, cause finally I woke the fuck up and was like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude, like kind of going off of the self-confidence. I, one of my favorite, I think it's a saying, I don't know is how are you going to love someone else if you don't love yourself? And I think a lot of, a lot of toxic romantical relationships derive from toxic friendships, <laughs> toxic family relationships. Cause a lot of people think that like when they hear that word, like, Oh, I was in a toxic relationship. Well, that doesn't mean it's got to be with a significant other. No. It could be with anyone. And yeah. that's a big, that's a big thing that people miss and don't realize that they can carry a toxic trait of a relationship between you and your friend or you and your mm-hmm. cousin or you and your uncle, whatever, um, that 
some of those traits can get carried on into a significant other really or romantical relationship. I'm sorry. Right. So, so uh, I'd say for myself with that, um, I guess I'll start with my family growing up. I, I know I talked about this a little bit in the addiction episode. Um, but we definitely had a really codependent relationship growing up. You know, they would, they're great people, very supportive, super unhealthy relationship when I was younger. Um, now we're, we're amazing, very healthy. I think it took them kicking me out and telling me to go fuck myself to get there. But when I was younger, it was like whatever I wanted, they would just give it to me or I would manipulate the shit out of them, walk all over them and, um, they would just kind of go along with it just because they didn't want to have an argument because of my mental health disorders and my bipolar behavior. And I would just lash out. It was just easier to just give me what I wanted. Yeah, just to give in. Yeah. Um, so that was my family life co- or unhealthy relationship. But I think that from that, it developed into me having these unhealthy friendships, thinking that. I could get away with things there than unhealthy significant other relationships or whatnot. You add all that up and we have the psychopath that sits in front of me right now. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. Um, Had to say it. Right. I think um, when I was younger, I had a lot of codependent relationships with friends where I would have this one best friend for a while and it was like they were – I mean, I had – other friends, but they were like my best friend. And we'd do everything together all day, every day, super codependent. And then all of a sudden they would do one thing wrong and I would just like cut them off. Mm -hmm. That was like, that's still kind of my MO, which is, I know it's not healthy, but if you do me wrong once, I probably, I'll never forget. I'll forgive you, but I will always, like I won't want to keep you in my inner circle, if that makes sense. Yeah, but I feel like it's a little different when you go to cut someone off when you're at our age now and at, you know, the point of life that we're kind of at because I'm, I'm the same way. I, I have a really good sense of character. I, mm-hmm. I can tell almost right within the first five minutes of talking to someone if, if they're a piece of shit mm-hmm. or if they'll so do So I guess something. I'm not a piece of shit, guys. Because long, you still talk to me. Long pause. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking before I react. <laughs> Anyways. Um, no, no. I mean, you're not a shitty person. You know, um, I wouldn't be doing this with you if, you, if I thought you were. But the uh, I can I can really tell that I, I have a good sense of character. And I have no problem disassociating myself with someone right off the bat if I don't think that they fit my mold, if that makes sense, of what mm-hmm. of the people I want to surround me. I'll still fuck with you. Like, you're still my boy or, you know, one of my homegirls. Like, that's fine. But the level of friendship that you're going to receive back from me is totally different than what, you know, my best friends receive. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, and I think that cutting out the fat over the years because i've known a lot of people you know i know i know a lot of fucking people in this area we've already talked about that um you know that every time you went on a fucking date with someone it was someone i knew (laughs) um but you know trimming that fat of like people who i thought were really really good friends and realizing that they're not I, i don't care anymore i don't give a fuck you know i'm too fucking old i i it's a waste of my time it's a waste of my breath it's a waste of energy I don't care. And I'm okay with keeping my circle small. Like, 
I do have, I still do have a lot of friends, but like, I have like five friends, like solid that aren't going anywhere. I mean, Jesus, uh, Wagner has been my best friend since I was eight years old. That's 21 years. Some people don't even fucking know someone for 21 years, let alone be best friends with them for 21 years. Um, Mike, you know, another best friend of mine, uh, we met when we were nine, you know, so there's 20 years there. I've, you know, decades of, of, of friendships there. Those guys aren't going anywhere because after 20 plus years with those guys, um, they've never done me wrong. They've never done anything. We've always been on the same page. We've always been honest with each other. Yeah. A couple of us have like veered off when we went to college, but we always came back and, and whatnot. And, you know, they got a hundred percent of me as a friend, you know, it, it is what it is. But then there's other people who I was best friends with in high school and whatnot. And I look at them now and I'm like, dude, who the fuck are you? And I'm like, so happy I didn't continue to hang out with you, mm-hmm. you know? So cutting that toxicity out, whether it was intentional or it just kind of veered away. I'm okay with that now. I don't fucking care. Yeah. I don't care. It's not worth it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, my best friend of 10 years, I cut her off a year ago. Um, because she stole money from me. How much? Um, not that much, actually. It was like $100. It wasn't so much her stealing the money. It, it was... Her actions that followed It was it. her actions that followed. So what happened was, um, she, she, she told me she was going to pay me back. And I said, okay, that's fine. Don't care. So then she brought up that she was going to pay me back. Like, on this Tuesday, and then I didn't hear from her. So I was just like, okay, well, um, when do you think you can? And I didn't really need the money. Like, I was good. But um, I just, you know, kind of knew how she is. So I was just like, hey, like, you know, when can you? She um, kept kind of putting it off. And then she started ignoring me. Um, Like, we were talking about other stuff. Like, I wasn't even bringing up the money anymore. You know, Mm -hmm. I didn't really care that much. And we were talking about other stuff, and then she would just ignore me. So I was like, this is weird. Then she posted that she went and got a tattoo two blocks from my house. Mind you, she lived an hour and a half away from me. She went and got a tattoo two, two blocks from my house. Not only does it cost money to get a tattoo, but you're right by my house when you live two hours away from me. So I text her. I'm like, hey, yo, what's up? My text doesn't go through. And she has an iPhone. You know, like when it just doesn't yeah, go through. Yeah, it goes to, so it goes to green. I was like yo, did this bitch block me? So when I call her, it goes straight to voicemail. Or does like the one ring voicemail. You got fucking blocked. Then she blocked me on social media. So I was like, what the fuck is this? So then um, six months later, she hits me up. Because I was just like, whatever, dude. It's $100. I honestly don't really care. And if like she's going to be like that, I don't care. And mind you, so she was a drug addict also. And she's been a little bit more in and out than I have. So I thought maybe she relapsed or something, but I wasn't going to go chasing after her. I'm not like a codependent person like that. So I was just like, okay, she can go off, do her thing. If she wants to come back, she can. So then she hits me up six months later, acts like nothing happened. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, you know what? Miss you too, whatever. And then she never brings up the fact that she stole my money or like that she never paid me back. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, all right, at this point, I just got to cut you off. You don't even like – Bring, it's more so the principle. It's not even the money. I don't need the money, but it's the principle of, hey, dude, like my bad. I can't. Eat, I can never pay you back. I don't have that kind of money. Just say that. Yeah, Just say yeah. that to me. Your friendship I've, means more. But at the end of the day, 
if she called me right now saying she needed something, I'd be there for her. Yeah. And that was actually going to be my next question was like, if someone disappears, someone, a good friend of your disappears in your life, what do you, what do you do when they come back? Do you accept them or do you not? Well, I wouldn't accept them as a friend, but I'd always be there for them in a emergent situation. That's who I am. Like, there's a lot of people who've done me wrong. I'm sure I've done a lot of people wrong. I've like 250 people have fucking blocked me on social media. Mm-hmm. And so, but at the end of the day, if you come to me needing something, I will be there for you, no matter what fucked up thing you did to me. So, I, I have like a similar, slightly different point of view of that. So like I was actually speaking to some friends about uh, a friend who kind of dipped off, mm-hmm. you know, wasn't anything toxic. It wasn't anything um, bad. He didn't do anything. He just, you know, fell in love with a girl or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they were, you know, and one of, uh, one of the friends was like, no, fuck that. Fuck him. Like this, that, and the other thing, blah, blah, blah. And my buddy said something. And it it sat with me, and I was like, "Wow, that was pretty fucking powerful." He goes, "She's they were they were like, oh, I don't fucking care. They're like, I don't care about him anymore." And he's like, "Bullshit." I was like, "The fuck?" I look over. Like, what do you mean bullshit? He goes, "Of course you care about him. Otherwise, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't be fucking talking about him if we didn't care." And that I was like, "Okay." That really kind of turned because normally I used to be like that. We're like, fuck you, dude. I don't care. He's out of my life. She's out of my life. I don't want to deal with it. This, that, and the other thing. But now I realize, like, looking back on the people that I have just decided to cut off or whatever, I'm like, which ones do I still talk about? Those are the ones I'm still going to continue. Which ones I don't talk about? I don't give a fuck. You know, I cut a friend of mine off after knowing him for many, many years as well, too, because I finally just realized that he just didn't give a fuck about me. It, the, the, the friendship was a one-way street, you know, and I looked up to him a lot, especially, you know, being a younger kid. And um, once I finally realized that my problem wasn't with the, the, the details, the bullshit around surrounding, you know, why we don't talk anymore. And I realized that my problem was with him. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm cool with that. And I accepted it. I don't talk about it. Hmm. And so like when it gets brought up again, like my mouth stays shut and everyone's like, Oh, well, what do you think? I'm like, I'm not going to say anything. And they're like, what, why not? Cause I don't fucking care. I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? If I gave a shit, I'd, I'd participate in the conversation, but I'm not even going to give it any attention. And some of the people that I have, like, you know, realize like, damn, you know, this, that, and the other thing or whatever. And I still talk about them. I'll usually try. Now I like to try and go and make amends, either make amends or if they do reach out, I will, you know, be a little bit more accepting, Mm -hmm. but I have a different level of friendship that I give to, to other people. And, you know, that's one thing that I was complimented on during my, uh, my cancer journey, actually. I don't know if, did I bring that up in the pocket in my, what episode was that? Two? Three. Three. I don't know if I brought that up in episode three, but one of my buddies, um, they actually, a bunch of my buddies shaved their head for me and shit like that. And, um, it was really cool. And they came over after one of my chemo treatments and, uh, he pulled my dad aside and was like, 
I just want to tell you you did a good job. He's like, what do you mean? He's like, with your son. And I, and he was like, well, I don't understand. Like, fuck. And he goes, your son is probably the hardest on all of us. He will tell us how he feels and not filter it. But at the end of the day, if you need him, he's there with no questions asked. Mm-hmm. And and that's that's a type of friendship that I will always give. I'll give you a hard time. I'll I mean, Jesus, we started off today arguing with each other. I told you how I felt. I didn't give a shit. I didn't filter myself. Well, we're both like that. Exactly. So. <laughs> yeah, we're just toxic in itself. But <laughs> we make it work, right? But so, you know, I'll tell you how it is. Um, but at the end of the day, if you fucking left here and got in a car accident and picked up the phone. You're like, dude, I, I got fucking T-boned or something. I'm the first person there. I don't even care. You know, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll drop whatever the fuck I'm doing. You know, my Mike, my best friend, when I got diagnosed with cancer, flew out from California. He was living there at the time to come to my, uh, my shaving. I, I, I threw a party saying I have cancer and everyone got fucked up and we shaved my head. But, um, he flew out from Cali to come to my party to see me Mm. and like that's the type of friendship that i expect in return because that's the friendship if that happened to him or something like that happened to him i'd be the first person there i'll fucking leave work i'll leave i I don't give a shit you know i I will be there and if i don't get that same friendship in return then that's not the type of person that i want to fuck with and you know tying that all back into the toxicity once you realize a relationship whether it's your friends or uh, a significant other is toxic dude that's how I treat it. Done. I don't want to. Mm-hmm. I don't want to deal with it anymore. I mean, another thing for me is uh, loyalty is like above everything else. Like if you have my back, like I'll have yours too. Well, no, I always will have my best friend, like my good friends' backs, mm-hmm. and so I expect that in return. So when I find out that friends like shit on my name or whatnot, mm-hmm. and like that's not a friend, you know, and I. Unless they like, tell you the same shit that they were shit oh, on you for, hundred percent. Because I have no problem. Hundred no percent. Yeah. I mean, you call me annoying to my face all the time, and you probably say it to other people. I don't give a fuck. Hundred percent. Yeah. Just like I call you an asshole, and I say it to other people. Hundred percent. But if people tell me like, "Oh yeah, no, I had your back to this person," but then I come to find out, no, you didn't, and you were talking shit, and then you try to backtrack and you know say. I don't know, manipulate well, I didn't to, mean it that way. No, or, or like start crying. My biggest one is like if you start crying to try and get people to feel bad for you. Mm-hmm. But it's like, no, because it's your fault. You fucked up. I don't deal with that as much, I feel like, because most guys don't cry about their friends. Yeah. But I am like if if I'm fighting with a – fighting or having a difficult conversation, challenging conversation with a significant other – and they start crying. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a fucking sucker for it. I'll, I don't. I won't fall and give in every single time. But I would hundred percent be lying if some feeling in my stomach didn't start happening when I see or hear you crying on the opposite end. I'd be like, yeah. I'm like, oh my god, like because I don't like making people unhappy, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm, but that it, tactic does work, and I could see why you would hate it. But I don't get to. I don't have. To, to experience that as much as you right. know, I feel like. I feel like because I'm a little I'm a little toxic, so like with significant others, uh, I do I do a little. <laughs> I do kind of cry, just like pull the heartstrings a little bit. Um <laughs> I say it's so so nonchalant. So 
<laughs> but in friendship relationships or in the real world, I um, I am a little bit – I don't want to say I'm cold, but I'm a little bit more rational with friends and I'm I'm a little bit more logical in my thinking rather than thinking off of emotion. So, which is very strange because in relationships, I'm so emotional. See me, I think I'm the exact opposite. It's mm-hmm. funny you bring that up. I think I'm the exact opposite with my friends. I'm just like, boom, off the cuff. Like, this is how I feel right now. Don't fucking think about it and just send it. And then with relationships, I try to be a little bit more logical. Because girls are crazy, so you have to be. That's why in relationships... Like, in friendships, I deal with a lot of females, right? Well, this is actually why I don't have that many female friends, but whatever. Um, So uh, I deal with females. So I have to be the more logical one because they're all fucking emotional psychopaths. So then, like, my psychoness, like, drops down a little bit. I feel like I should do, uh, like, a graph on this, you know? So my psychoness drops down a little because they're so psycho. So I have to, like be the foundation for them whereas then I come home to my boyfriend where I've been carrying around all this psycho behavior from other females all day so I have to be the psycho person for him at home oh my god (laughs) we need fucking pie charts and bar graphs and all this other shit going on you know no but periodic table of elements hanging up figure out why you're insane because that's ridiculous i'm not gonna lie no but on the real on a real note like i get what you're saying yeah i just think it's fucked up oh yeah and i'm totally kidding but like after i say it totally serious (laughs) no but with females it's hard to have a conversation when you're arguing so i come into a conversation where it is gonna be probably an argument probably not gonna go well and i know that they fucked up because I'm perfect and I don't fuck up. (laughs) So I go into it and I say, hey, I I know that this happens and I just want to come to you. I'm not upset about it, but, and then they automatically are going to deny it and then back and forth. And then I'll say, you know what? I just don't, I, it's not a big deal to me, but I just don't want that kind of behavior in my life. So I'm going to take a step back from it. And that's when the waterworks happens and all hell breaks loose and I can't win because everyone feels bad for them. And then I'm like the asshole that's cold hearted. I'm, I'm always the one who is, since I do just tell the truth or whatever, I'm always the one who's the asshole because I'm just the one who spits it. That's how I am too. I mean, it's like, it's like, you're so real that, and like, you don't beat around the bush. Like, am I supposed to be really nice about I'm not saying like, oh, you fucking stupid bitch, this and that. I'm just saying, yeah. hey, you did this. I don't like it. I have no problem just calling you on your bullshit. Are there times that I could handle it better? Absolutely. Uh, unlike you, I'm not perfect. Okay. <laughs> so, um, but the, I, I just, like I said, I just tell it how it is. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I say it to, I say it to wags all the time. I'm like, dude, he's the first person and he's done it before. I usually don't remember because usually it's when I'm like fucking drunk or something like that where he'll look at me and just be like, dude, what are you doing? I'm like, what? What do you fucking mean? And he's just like, you're being a fucking asshole right now. Stop. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. I'm the same way where it's like, yo, you're kind of being a dick. But then some people will take that as like, oh, dude, he's such a dickhead. Like, you know, it's like, oh, I'm a dickhead because I called you out on acting like an asshole. I'm sorry. I'm not apologizing for that at all. No, I'm not apologizing. Again, 
if I walked up to you and fucking, you know, shoved you and said, you're being a fucking asshole right now, blah, blah. Like, yeah, I could handle that situation better. But if I just like pull you aside and be like, yo, dude, you're kind of being a dick right now. And you're going to get mad about that? Dude, whatever. Yeah. In my face. I'm not, I'm not going to apologize for that One all. thing that I don't do in arguments is do, like, name calling. Like, if my friend and I are, call, like, arguing heavily with each other or even my significant other and I, I don't, like, resort to saying, like, fuck you. You're such a fucking piece of shit. You bitch. Whatever. I – that's one thing that's, like, off limits to me because of, like, people from my past. Mm-hmm. But – What about – what about – if someone says you're being a bitch, that's different. Okay, because I can't. I'm I'm being a bitch 100 percent of the time, but I am not a bitch. <laughs> I'm being a bitch all the time, all of the times. I'm being a bitch. No, because there's that one. Me- there's like memes out there and shit like that. They're like, you're being a bitch right now. It's like, oh my god, did you just call me a bitch? It's like, no, I didn't call you a bitch. I said you're being one. There's a huge difference because there actually is. There is a, there is a, there is a big difference. Yeah, you're being one. That's different. No, so one more um, little thing based off of – you were saying something like a few minutes ago. Oh, about confrontation. So back in California, I think people are just very – I don't know. I I got in trouble when I would confront people at work or whatever um, if they said something. And so at my more recent job, um, there was a little situation where I heard someone like talking um about me nothing terrible just like I overheard it and so I'm the type it's like just talk to me you know Mm -hmm. which I think is fair yeah and so I went up to her and I brought it up and I you know I said hey can you like I heard you say this if you're gonna talk about me or say my name say it to my face or like please keep my name out of your mouth and she was like a deer in headlights like what and um so then I went and talked to my manager. I said, hey, I just want to know, let you know. Like, I heard her talking about me. So I addressed it. I went to her, talked to her about it, just in case, you know, anything gets sad. And so then I guess she had started crying and was really upset. And it was because she... You're a fucking bully. Shut up, dude. <laughs> I had but I guess, it. like, you know, a lot of people, they say things and they don't expect anyone to confront them about it. You know, like yeah. you can talk shit and I could have heard, but I'm not going to say anything just because I want to keep the peace. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm not like that. Like I'm going to say something because in the long run, it's going to keep the peace instead of me becoming passive aggressive and being pissed off that you're talking shit. Yeah. So then like the next day we had to sit down meeting the three of us and I was like, girl, like I'll give you a hug. I don't care. I'm the type I'll get over something in five minutes. We are good now, but I'm also going to call you on your bullshit. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like that as well too. I definitely do like to pick and choose my battles. Like there are times where I'll hear someone like say this. I'm like, do I want to fucking say something to them? And I'm like, is it even worth it? You know, like, I'm like, is it even worth it? This like, I'll wait till it gets worse, I guess. You know what I mean? Like I'll, I'll jot it down in my, in my little notebook and, um, you know, figure some things out, you know, a mental notebook, but I'm not, it's not worth it. But then there's other times where I'm like, nope, that's warranted. Yo, what's going on? You know what I mean? I'm I, really bad at that. I just pop off and impulsive on everything. Feel bad for your boyfriend. <laughs> Shut up. I'm just kidding. But no, I, I agree. I think, you know, definitely Californians and the, the whole West Coast, they're, they're way less confrontational people as well. 
so sensitive. Yeah, very sensitive. Um, I mean, I think everybody's getting sensitive nowadays. um, But we'll definitely talk about uh, that another day. I was told that we we got to stop saying that. Ah. Like, and I was like, yeah, but why? And they're like, because it's just like, oh my God, it's annoying. Like, because it's, you know, you're like teasing us. I'm like, yeah. You talking about it though? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. I'm like, so then it's working. Yeah. It's annoying, but it's then annoying. now you want to hear us talk about it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and then I'm going to forget what we said we're going to talk about. And, yep. 100%. <laughs> and then we're never going to talk about it. Absolutely. Always yes. going to be a mystery. Yeah. Who knows? Um, no, I agree. I think, I think, I think the most important thing from this little segment here is that I, I, to me personally, I think that people think that toxic relationships are only between significant others. And I, and I don't think that they realize that a lot of their toxicity stems from many other relationships outside of just a romantical one. And it snowballs can snowball from your family growing up to your friends in middle school and high school to then your romantic relationships in your 20s and then just keep going until you do, like I said earlier, learn to love yourself. Yeah. Self-reflection is so big. And have some self-respect, dude. Walk away from those relationships. Put yourself first always. Absolutely. You are the most important person in your life. Not to get too fucking mushy and sentimental, but you, you really are. And until you truly believe that you are the most important person it's not and it's not selfish at all to think that way that's another thing too if you sit there and say like i'm the most important person in my life that's not selfish at all i'm sorry one thing my friend always makes fun of me for i always say you only have one life which is like so cheesy but you really do so like why waste your energy or any moment with you know ugly ugliness around you toxic relationships whatever it may be Put yourself first, you know, live each moment to the best. You know, we forgot to do was um, our like three things we're grateful for and three things I love about ourselves. We never we never continue doing that. I did do that um, recently, though, for myself. Well, I do it every day. So, yeah, I don't make it a habit. You should have to you know what you got to do. You had to set a reminder in your phone to text me every day. And remind me to do it. And then eventually it'll become habit. And you won't have to text me Oh, anymore. so it's my job to be on top of you. No. Whoa. <laughs> I was going to say that's what I she said. I don't think your boy would appreciate that. I am wearing gray sweatpants though. So we do know what effect that does have on women allegedly. So um, yeah, it is your job to, uh, to do that. So do it now, please. Right this second. Can we like finish recording first? On that note, <laughs> on that note, guys, uh, thank you for listening again. Um, the Again, we cannot really reiterate as much as we already have how thankful we are that you guys have listened this much, you know, so far and all the support and everything else. So just keep subscribing, keep downloading, um, and when applicable, you know, give us the five-star reviews. No one-star reviews. Um, if, you know... You can have an opinion, but if it's bullshit and I don't agree with it, you can't. Um, only but, the five-star opinions Yeah, only five-star opinions matter. Um, you're one-stars, op- you're bullshit. Yeah, they're bullshit. Just, get out just, of here. Just stay home. Why go out of your way to be a negative piece of shit? I'm just saying, you know, yeah. whatever. Like, what's this, wrong with you in your life? Exactly. Um, obviously, if you haven't picked up now, that, that was all sarcasm. Um, <laughs> but seriously, don't leave one-star reviews. Um, we want five-star reviews. We want downloads. We want subscribes. Um, it helps us grow. It helps us continue to do what we need to do here um, and become better. 
at this because obviously from episode one to now, you can tell that we've improved a lot. Yeah. So uh, make sure you follow us uh, on our personal uh, Instagrams and then our um, podcast Instagram as well too. Uh, personal Instagram is at yo Bob and that's E Y O O O underscore B O B. And then, um, the person or the, uh, podcast. podcast one is, uh, irregular podcasts. Yeah. And then my, um, Instagram is at Sarah J B S A R A H J A I B E E. And then make sure to join our Facebook group. A lot of grody shit goes down there (laughs) it's not necessarily this podcast related but it's a good time um and also like we said earlier email us your questions comments stories um whatever you got going on we want to hear from you and maybe you'll get a little shout out on the podcast on that note we'll see you guys next thursday love y'all love you